Hi, everybody. Monday is Martin Luther King Day, and we've got ideas for ways that you can spend this upcoming three-day weekend. It is Thursday, January 12th, 2023. I'm Lisa Gray, and this is CityCast Houston. All right, I am here with lead producer Dina Kespa, who is back from parental leave, uh, producer (laughs) Carleon Jones, and producer AKL Moman. Hello. Hi. Hello. Good morning. All right, Dina, get us rolling by telling us about Houston's two dueling MLK parades. Man, this has been a feud for the ages, right? <laughs> Talk about oh, drama. Yeah. Been going on for ages. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So there's two parades, right? There's the original Martin Luther King Jr. parade organized by the Black Heritage Society. And that's the name. Yes. Capital O original. Capital yeah. O, uh-huh. correct. The OG. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> uh-huh. Now there, that's the first one. The second one is the MLK Grandes parade. Now, granted, both of them are pretty much incredible. I've attended both. I've been part of the original Martin Luther King Jr. Parade, which is massive. Mm -hmm. It happens downtown and the heart of the city. What were you doing? Were you in a band? No. Oh, I Were you on a float? I have no musical bone in my body. (laughs) (laughs) I was invited as part of like the Palestinian community because it was right around Uh the time that there was a lot of cross-sectional solidarity happening between like the Black Lives Matter movement Mm -hmm. and the Palestinian community as well. So they really reached out to us and asked us to be a part of the parade, walk with them, you know, make banners, hold signs. And we did it. And it was an incredible experience. I absolutely loved it. Cool. Yeah. And then for the second parade, I was actually invited to that one too by the organizers, just like to attend and like be part of the community. It definitely Mm -hmm. had a more of like a smaller feel, like everyone kind of knew each other and it was really like embedded into the community. And if my memory serves me right, Mm -hmm. we were in third ward. And so we were going from like house to house. People were coming out, handing us like popsicles. It was incredible, (laughs) honestly. I absolutely loved it. Okay. But that one's not in third ward this time, is it? That, no, this is the this is the interesting part. So they're both really close to one another. The yeah. original per- Martin Luther King parade that one's happening on Lamar and Smith, and that's at ten o'clock in the morning. And then the <laughs> MLK Grande parade that one is happening at, at ten o'clock. Exactly. I can't believe this view. Same time. Uh, where is it? Uh-huh. That's yeah. at San Jacinto and Elgin Street. Oh man! So these are just. These are close together. They're at the same time, mm-hmm. but you can't see both of them. No, you've got to pick one. You've got to pick a side, essentially. <laughs> okay, is there a difference? Is there anything that would help me pick I mean, the one I want to see? I mean, if you care that the mayor back to the original Martin Luther King parade, then, you know, that's the one that you can go to. But if that's not something that matters, that the mayor backed that parade yeah. then you can pick whichever one or honestly attend both <laughs> just mm-hmm. skip and hop on to the next one they're really Do close an hour at one street and an hour at the other one yeah <laughs> but they both start at 10 yeah but one start like lasts until noon so you could like okay try to hop go over to the there. short one and yeah which one leads into the food festival yeah i was gonna say there's a the, the original one has like a festival <laughs> afterwards yeah. mm-hmm. where you can like buy stuff i think so That'll probably be going on a little longer. So here's my big brain plan. 
here's a big brain plan you can do. You can start your day at the Grande Parade, mm -hmm. roll out half the way with them, mm -hmm. and then end your day at the end of the original parade and then enjoy the food festival mm -hmm. afterwards. That I feel like, a like good idea. that's a good plan. Yeah, that's my big right. brain. -like so even strategy. if the two parades are feuding, you can bring unity. <laughs> Bridge the divide. Yeah, <laughs> that's what Martin Luther King Day is all about. Hey, exactly. I agree. That's true. Exactly. So, like that's for me, um, there is a thing that I love to do um, on MLK Day, and that is visit Rothko Chapel because you know, if y'all know Rothko Chapel. If you're picturing it in your head, you're picturing that reflecting pool. And in the middle of that reflecting pool is this sculpture, broken obelisk, which, you know, if you're looking at it, it does not look anything at first like MLK Day. But it has this great story. Um, so it's a very modern sculpture by Barnett Newman. It looks like this rusty version of, you know, about a 20-foot Washington monument, except it's broken off, and this thing is, like, flipped over. So it's like, it looks like it's balancing really precariously on its point. And, you know, it's called Broken Obelisk. Barnett Newman did it just as sort of an exercise in modern sculpture, as I understand it. But it really felt like 1968. It felt like all of America's institutions were coming apart and being flipped upside down and rusting. And then MLK was assassinated. Uh, the Manils, Dominique and Jean de Manil, um, offered to donate this amazing sculpture to the city of Houston um, with an inscription dedicating it to Martin Luther King. The city turned them down. Then they offered to donate it with the inscription, forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do, from the Bible. City turned that down. <laughs> Is there a reason for, the for them turning it down? Yeah. The city did not want to recognize MLK in any way. He was considered a dangerous agitator at the time. Mm, you know, when he okay. came to Houston, he didn't draw big crowds. Hmm. You know, it's really interesting to see how uncontroversial he is these days mm -hmm. and then to look at the actual history and remember what a radical he struck people as but you know there at the Rothko Chapel that sculpture is dedicated to Martin Luther King Jr. and it's in mm. this beautiful reflecting pool and if you want to just sit and meditate on everything he stood for that is my top choice in the city. And the Rothko Chapel in general is like a really interesting like experiment in like modern architectural design, like, yeah. like postmodernist. It's fascinating. Like uh, it's really a beautiful building in a very like interesting way that you don't expect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So Carly, you've been looking at other events to celebrate MLK Day. What do you got? Mm -hmm. So I wanted to see um, what 
Houston had to offer, basically, mm-hmm. you know, besides the parades and things that we do annually. Um, yeah. So I saw that they have a thing called the Dream Art and Freedom Martin Luther King Celebration at La Centra, mm-hmm. and it's free. It's in the Katy shopping and dining destination uh-huh. and offers live music. Um, there's an art contest from ages five to 18, and there's also free mm-hmm. giveaways. So this is happening from noon to 3 p.m. Mm-hmm. on Saturday. January 14th. So if you're in the Katy area, it's a great free event to go to. And then they also have a Black History Society gala at the Embassy Suites in West Katy. And it offers a night of cocktails and dinner and live music once again from the mm-hmm. world-renowned Kashmir Reunion Stage Band. So, Oh, I love them so much. Do you yeah. know the story behind them? No, I don't. What, what's the background? Oh, okay. So back in... The late 60s, um, mm-hmm. Kashmir High School, you know, in inner city Houston, had this amazing band director. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his name was Prof. Johnson. Mm-hmm. And the, he made a stage band. Now, back in the late 60s, stage bands were mainly like white kids playing, you know, 1920s smooth jazz, stuff mm-hmm. like Summertime. And Prof. Conrad Johnson decided his band at Kashmir was going to play the kind of music the kids there were listening to at the time. They mm-hmm. were playing funk, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. nasty, wah, wah, wide groove <laughs> funk, <laughs> like James Brown, you know. And they would show up at these national competitions, you know, with their afros and their bell bottoms. And they would like, get up and dance these choreographed dances they were incredibly tight they were mm. worth listening to this is a high school band that was worth listening to and they would you know just sweep competitions the white kids i've talked to some of them who remember them you know they just knew they were going to lose and they didn't care <laughs> it was so fun to watch <laughs> um, but the really great story is that oh maybe like i don't know some number of years ago, these high school kids reunited, you know, after mm-hmm. they'd gone up and gone their separate ways. Uh-huh. There's a great documentary about them, um, but they reunited and they started playing again. Yeah, and they that. are so good, you know. You mm-hmm. know, some of them have become like professional musicians, others, you know, had jobs in advertising or whatever. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. You know, they get back together, they practice, and, you know, Prof. Johnson is dead. You know, one of the band members has taken over his band leader place. Mm-hmm. But if you ever get a chance to see this band, I recommend that you do it. That is so cool. Well, they'll have their mm-hmm. chance on Saturday, January on Saturday. 14th. Nice. Yeah, if they want to go see it. The tickets for uh, adults. Driving out to Katie. Yeah, mm-hmm. drive out to Katie, and the tickets for adults are a hundred dollars, and oh. it's fifty dollars for children. It starts at six p.m. But mm-hmm. like I said, you'll have dinner, cocktails, and this experience that Lisa just okay. talked to us about. So that sounds so really it's an cool. Evening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that brought no lie. That brought a tear to my eye. Like I'm, <laughs> oh. I'm wiping away. Oh. Like that is so. <laughs> so cool. They came back yeah. together. Oh, wow. beautiful, right? <laughs> so yeah, much. I love that. I love that story. AK, what else is going on? I mean, if I am through celebrating MLK, are there mm-hmm. other events I want to check out? 
Yeah, so th there are a few events that can be that that are great for the three day weekend, but are not mm -hmm. very related to MLK Day. Uh, most of them, most of the ones I'm going to mention, run from the from the 13th to the 15th, except for this first one that I'm going to go through, which is the Houston Grand Opera is going to do a showing of the Marriage of Figaro, which is a Mozart composed uh, rom com. It's a, rom it's a romantic <laughs> comedy uh, from way uh -huh. back in the day. Uh, uh, yeah. I know this from Bugs Bunny. Uh, me Figaro, too. Figaro, I've always Figaro. wanted to watch Figaro. The Marriage of Figaro because uh -huh. of Bugs Bunny. It's such yeah. a, it, like, it's, it's one of my earliest opera. memories as a yeah. child. And yeah. And it's so, light and it's fun. Exactly. Yeah, and this one is running from the 13th to the 28th at the Houston Grand Opera, of course. But this one has a little bit of a twist. The Tony mm -hmm. Award-winning director, Michael Grandage, I believe his last name is Grandage. I apologize for mispronouncing your name. Uh, <laughs> but he's going to do it in a like a late 60s Francoist Spain style with evoking Whoa. a lot of Moroccan influence, especially okay. from the Muslim side of Spain. So it's going to have mm -hmm. that like tile architecture those bright colored huh. dresses that uh that that are worn by like moroccans and like uh and all Algiers. that 1920s art deco-ish style that'll yeah. be fun to look at i don't know how that fits with exactly. the opera but all right I yeah i'm very fascinated why by you it. go to see it uh -huh. yeah. and if a lot of people aren't familiar with the marriage of figaro it's kind of one of those like uh like it's almost like a, a comedy of mishaps to a certain degree, but it is this down on his luck man who ends up getting lucky and is going to marry the most beautiful woman in town. But the evil count who's already married becomes infatuated with the woman and wants to steal her away from her betrothed, from her betrothed. So it's essentially the creepy count chasing the woman and then the creepy count's wife chasing the count to stop him. So it's really fascinating like a uh, mm -hmm. funny story uh and so yeah i i would recommend going to watch it if you have any memories of bugs buddy uh, <laughs> the next one is i've been really obsessed with uh the houston symphony's like direction for the past season and this upcoming yeah. season their mm -hmm. new music director george Veluccia is doing phenomenal work over there bringing mm -hmm. like a lot of unexpected styles and this one they're trying yeah. to go for something more edgy from the 13th to the 15th and they'll be back on the 20th to the 22nd uh, for this festival that they're doing called riots and scandals oh that sounds outrageous exactly it's very specifically geared towards pieces of classical music that have caused uproar controversy rioting in the seats and stuff like that oh back in the day not now. way back in, yeah like in <laughs> okay. the 1800s yeah. like like okay. when these pieces first came out so for the 50 for the 13th to the 15th uh they're gonna do a rachmaninoff's uh piano concerto number three and then they're uh -huh. also gonna do bartok's that's the main piece the the music director is going to run. It's going to be Bartok's uh, Miraculous Mandarin, which when it first came out was banned in a lot oh. of countries that it was ran in, except for Prague. It was popular in Prague, which uh, <laughs> Prague historically has been the city to accept things like these. But Progressive. If, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Miraculous Mandarin actually, like for a majority of Bartok life, wasn't played until the end of his life. And it had to be turned into a concerto to be more acceptable because it was originally built as a pantomime ballet. Uh, 
but as a concerto, it's only it's only been maintained as uh, two thirds of what it originally was because of how controversial it was at the time. Uh, but now more people are trying to bring it back. So I'm like, this is a really fascinating like history lesson equates art. Like it's it's phenomenal what they're doing over there. And then the third one is another controversial one that's been happening. The Hobby Center is going to host uh, New Jack City live on stage, which is what? a musical. <laughs> the 90s movie? <laughs> yep. It's a musical remake of the Wesley Snipes movie uh, where he plays a drug lord oh. uh, who holds up a building. And they're going to do a musical based on the iconic music. <laughs> iconic music. Uh, in the music. Is there music in that I movie? Well, yeah. The whole movie is like super iconic. Did this need redoing as a musical? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So the we're going to have dancing drug lords? <laughs> kind of singing, singing drug lords. Uh, there's a choir. There's uh -huh. there's a lot of things going on. I mean, the original movie yeah. has like a really memorable soundtrack. Like it's mm -hmm, considered a cult sure. classic. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And okay. so, uh, but this one has been getting mixed views from a lot of people. Also, fun fact, mm -hmm. Big Daddy Kane plays Wait. a character in this play. How old is Big Daddy Kane now? I think he's in his 50s. Okay. Okay. So he can still hold up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Things. He looks good in his suit. Okay. He looks really good. I would recommend okay. looking at the poster. Um, uh -huh. But uh, yeah, it's been getting a lot of mixed views on like social media. A lot of mm -hmm. people think it's glorifying an era of a period of time where the black community was suffering from the from the drug epidemic while a lot of people remember how iconic the movie was and feel mm -hmm. like since so many other movies have been getting random musicals like beetlejuice and stuff like that then mm -hmm. why couldn't new jack city get one i think i agree more with the second opinion about it because it's like i mean i get the whole like don't glorify drugs and things like that but mm -hmm. also you have to accept art for what it is and like exactly that was a huge movie that's like pivotal for a lot of um people in the black community like that's one thing that we remember from the 90s for sure like it's yeah. huge so <laughs> yeah. bringing big daddy kane which was also a huge musical artist in the 90s to houston to do a musical i think you have to kind of just take the fun side for what it is and not like yeah. look too critical into the topic of the movie you know mm -hmm. Yep. So you're calling for unity, Carly. Yeah. This is the theme of this the show. Theme, I theme. Want unity. <laughs> it's unity. Controversy, but unity, you know, finding unity. Nobody's telling people to go out and sell drugs. Nobody's saying that. This is just, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, yeah. And Alan Payne is reprising his role from the movie. He's, he's the main character of, the, of, of this specific musical. It's from his perspective. Uh, G Money's perspective cool. is his character in the movie. So it's really interesting. So if you're interested to see kind of this, uh, this encapsulation of a moment in the 90s. Like, mm -hmm. I would recommend going to the Hobby Theater and watching it. It's on, on January 13th to the 15th. The tickets are available right now. My last bit is if you want something more comedic, more fun, if you want to, if you want to like just have fun with your friends or with your significant other, I would recommend going to the Houston Improv. Uh, this uh, from the 13th all the way to the 15th. There will be four shows from Jay Farrow, who's a very famous comedian and impersonator. He mm -hmm. doesn't. If you go like look up any late night show like Jimmy Fallon or whatever with Jay Farrow, you'll see him doing impressions of Jay Z, Denzel Washington, like these yeah. very accurate impersonations of these very yeah. famous black actors. And so and accurate. <laughs> so accurate. He's really good. Uh -huh. So I would recommend going to see him if you haven't heard of him before. He's a really phenomenal like 
comedian, really worth your time. And it's not going to be anything that's heavy or whatever. He's a very lighthearted comedian. So mm -hmm. it should be a really nice ender to this three-day weekend. So that's mm -hmm. if you just kind of want to like do a bunch of different stuff to fill out the rest of your three-day weekend after the parades and the Rothko visit and all that mm -hmm. stuff. So yeah. And then the Houston Museum of African American Culture is also reopening today, actually. Um, they were on break for the winter, you know, all the holidays and things like that. Mm -hmm. But they have a really cool exhibit called The Negative Women, Four Photographers Questioning Boundaries. Um, and it features work of national and international women photographers pushing against like accepted narratives and then telling complete histories. Um, one of the artists named... Uh, Latia Huckabee is focusing on Africatown, and she's also doing one of the last slave vessel last slave vessels to reach the shores of America called the Casilda ship, which um, is super interesting to me because I've never heard like in depth details about mm -hmm. this ship. So um, there's a lot of other artists that will be featured in this. You know, female artists, um, African American artists. So if you want to check out the exhibit. It'll be there until January 21st. Um, the hours are Thursday through Saturday, 11 a.m. through 6 p.m. So if you're cool. free this weekend, go check it out. Oh, I'm excited. I'm excited for all this, for our three-day weekend. All right. Thanks, everybody. I have so many ideas now. All right. Bye. Yeah, this is great. Have a good MLK weekend, everybody. Bye. 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 That was Dina Kispa, Carleon Jones, and AKL Moman. We will have links to those events in our show notes. Now, AK, what else is going on around Houston today? Hey, Lisa. Beto O'Rourke is packing his bags and heading to Chicago. The former gubernatorial candidate has just been chosen for an academic fellowship at the University of Chicago. He is going to give seminars using Texas as an example for the future of U.S. democracy. This is O'Rourke's second stint as an educator. In 2021, Beto taught a class on Texas politics at Texas State University and a graduate class on democracy at the University of Texas. O'Rourke is one of four high-profile political figures to receive the Pritzker Fellow to teach at the University of Chicago in 2023. I wish him the best of luck on his future endeavors. That is it for our show today. Hey, do us a favor. While you are out doing fun things on MLK Weekend, tell people how much you like our show. Make them listen to it. We'll be back tomorrow. Talk with you then. Forgot about this countdown. <laughs> you missed us, it's like, a, it's like a new world. <laughs>